boxing. This is the show getting ranked. It's alright, there's no need for thanks. Choosing who's good and who's tanked. These are our decisions, we take them to the bank. Deciding who's number one, it'll be fun. Decide your victor, pick it up. Take us on the run. Tempe's your host from coast to coast. Here with great guests, not trying to brag or boast. So sit back and be impressed. Leave it up to us to do the rest. Listen up, it'll be a blast. Sit back and enjoy the Getting Ranked podcast. Welcome to Gaining Rank, a podcast where we determine who's number one, who stands above the rest. Tonight, we're doing part three of our season-long um, episode on deserted islands and deserted places. Joining me, as usual, uh, my co-host, Reggie, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Actually, I could be doing better. Well, I think everyone could be doing better. Have uh, a little cough that won't go away. Which is troubling in these troubling times, but enough of that. Again, as we mentioned tonight, we're talking about, uh, we'll be doing part three in our Deserted Island uh, season-long topic, and tonight we talk about our escape and our return. But per usual, before we begin things, we're going to start things out with an icebreaker. All right, Reg, you're finally free. What's the first meal you have? Uh, I don't know. I think my first meal would probably be something like uh, steak or something. Anything that didn't remind me of the island. Well, I mean, what else would you get? Like, go and get, you get know, a little, like little steak, detail. mashed potatoes. Uh, no, steak and a baked potato, and like red wine, and some greens. I think my first meal I would want. Um, I would want Mexican of some sort, maybe tacos or enchiladas. Something that I, like you said, something I just couldn't make on the island. Something I wouldn't remind me of it. I would want just so many cold drinks of all different types, like a cold soda, preferably cold Mexican soda, Mexican Coke, a cold beer, a frozen drink. Like oh, I, I'd definitely be decorating it up like a mofo. Like I, I just you think, I and so many appetizers. Like I just be like, man, I am all about it. Just don't give me any seafood. Assuming you know I was on a desert island. Yeah, I think that'd be the worst thing about being on the island is I'd probably get tired of seafood. I don't think I'd get tired of it because I'd just be so happy to eat it. No, like, yeah, but I mean, I, I think getting off, you would, I think you would, I would get tired of it, at least. Because it's like all I, it's one thing to have seafood because you like it and you want it, but if that's the only thing you have, it takes the fun out of it. Oh, I mean, I agree with that, but I don't think the seafood that I would be getting on that island would be the stuff I normally eat. Right, I mean, I doubt like, I'll be getting a lot of lobster and crab, but at the same time, it would still remind me of the island. Well, I mean, that wouldn't stop me from eating lobster, especially lobster, because... It would take me a while before I started eating seafood again. If I was in a, say, South Asian uh, deserted island, you know, then I would be like, damn, I miss lobster tail, I miss lobster claw. Clams on oysters, I'm sure you would get, you know, obviously they're different in different places, but I get what you're saying. Well, that was a good icebreaker, but let's get right into our general discussion. Um, you finally decided to leave the island. What most likely pushed you to leave? Well, one day I was walking around the island, right? And I found this part of a magazine from a Variety that washed up on the shore. And in it, they were saying how Disney bought DC. And then they were going to produce in the next three years or so um, Justice League versus Avengers. Mm. And I was like, I, I got to see this. I can't live in a world where this exists and I don't watch it. 
so I gotta get off this island. Interesting. I think for me it would probably be um, a really bad storm or a really bad illness. Like I get a super bad fever and then I survive it and I'm okay. You know, I've been practicing, you know, venturing out in my canoe. Not necessarily for escape, but for just better food to eat and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think after like almost dying either in a monsoon or from a fever, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm ready to go. I think that would be the thing that would really push me. The idea that, like, you know, I'm going to die anyways, but I don't want to die here. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you spend preparing? Have you already been preparing? I Well, I'm thinking um, probably 18 to 24... Yeah, 18 to about 24 months or so. Uh, what really is it, it's going to come down to is I'm going to spend a year from the moment I decide to leave knocking um like building my own calendar yep. marking the days and a little like a uh, legend of the weather so i know i have the best opportunity for knowing when storms are coming when storm season's starting when it's finishing so that i can have at least some idea and notion you know giving myself the best opportunity also I'm probably going to build a raft of some kind or a boat. I I probably would have been doing that from day one. But I'm going to spend at least three months sailing around my island where I don't even come back to land. Just so that I know what it's like to sail. You know, learn all that thing. At least I can do that within sight of my island. So I can, you know, learn from it. And if things need to be fixed, I need to do, you know... I'll be able to go back to the island and retrofit my boat or whatever. Again, giving myself the best opportunity and trying to figure out. So I figure, you know, at least 12 months for my calendar. Then on top of that, figuring out, you know, whenever the best time is. And then, you know, sailing around for three or four months or so. uh, Just living off the ocean and what I got there. So, yeah, I figure 18 to 24 months or so. Yeah, I agree with you. I think mine's at least 24 months. I need, like you said, the 12 months to know when, depending upon where you are, the, when the monsoon season is, right. when the typhoon slash hurricane season is. I think that's important. Uh, my vessel, I would probably go with a big sit-in canoe, similar to what the Polynesians made, like hollow out a tree, uh, spend a good year. Well, hopefully I would have been doing that since I'd been there, you know, getting that prepared and then practicing uh, fishing further and further away from the island. Uh, one thing I would do, sort of add on to yours, uh, I would definitely want to put um, practice night sailing just to, because it's not like you can stop mm-hmm. once you decide to make your go. Um, and one way that I could do that would be to take torches and put them all around the island and then sail basically towards the flames. That way you get practice of sailing towards a fixed location Mm -hmm. also you get to practice with uh the stars as well um what do you think would be the biggest thing that you would have to do to keep yourself alive for me i think um i would hope that through my existence on the island that i would have built a garden of whatever type it is whether it's wild grass onions roots vegetables what have you um, so I would hope that I would have the availability to have built up a storage of things that could be dried, things that could last long, t- long distances, 
and then smoking fish and meat and so that when the time comes I can have a big catch hopefully and then have food to go with me obviously the other big thing is water and that's really more about building containers mm-hmm. that you can catch water in uh, if you're lucky uh, the hopefully something plastic has with the top has, has you know come to your island so that you can catch rainwater and then collect water but when it comes down to it, water, food obviously is going to be big, but it's really water is going to be the thing that's yeah that's going to. Matter. I would like to, again, while I'm there, I teach myself how to ration, and in that three months or whatever, like I would like to leave the island with three months, two months worth of food and water. That way, I I can't imagine being out there and not finding more water in two months. I mean, it's possible, Mm -hmm. but, you know, so I would like, and and again, that's something I would learn in my three months, uh, you know, surrounding the island, uh, circling the island, going out and and all that. And also, I think I would probably do a second run around the island a bit longer, you know, like I would start out like a month and do three months. And if I had the time, maybe another three months or something. Uh, before I left. Time's all. You got plenty of time. Well, no, because once I've decided to go, I'm like, once I know where my window is, I'm going to time everything around that window. I guess that's true. I'm not going to rush it, but I'm not going to... Wait another year. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not here to fuck spiders. Uh, <laughs> what is your dream scenario for rescue? Dude, finding a, a, uh, a ship. That's my dream scenario. Finding some sort of... Getting into a shipping lane and then somebody finds me. Uh, I think my best case scenario would be, like, running into a cruise ship. Because like, I feel like... Yeah, that not, too. not only that... Not only are you being rescued, but then you're immediately in a place where there's, like, food, water, technology. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I just... Please take me to the buffet. I've been so hungry. Yeah. Well, I guess cruise ships would have a way to pick you up, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People, they definitely have uh, precautions for people who go overboard. Just, no. They, people who go overboard don't get found. For, well, it's very rare. Well, that's the thing. Most people who go overboard on a cruise ship do so because they're drunk or they're being murdered. So it's not like it happens, uh, you know, in front of people. But people who go over in broad daylight, you know, I don't know. What's the first thing you do once you're rescued? I want to go see Justice League versus Avengers. That's why I left the island. That's the first thing you're going to do. You're not going to call your family members. You're not going to have something, a bite to eat. You're not going to check the I'm internet. I'm going to get some new clothes and I'm going to be like, take me to this movie. Hopefully, it's in, hopefully I will not miss my window and I can see it in theaters. Oh, it might be early. Right. I could be early. In that case, I don't know. I'll, I'll do the TV circuit, get some, some money. And then when people are like, so what's the weirdest thing about being back? I'm like, the fact that they had a funeral. What did they bury? And then people would be like, isn't that from Castaway? I'm like, I'll just stare at them. You're such a nerd. I am. I'm a movie nerd. What can I say? Anyways, um, so you would be okay being interviewed. Hell yeah. I got him. I would. That's the story of a lifetime. You got lost in sea or something and stayed on an island for however long and then rescued yourself? Yeah, I think um, the first thing I would do once I was rescued, I would want to talk to my family and my friends. Let them know I'm still alive, that I'm okay. 
then I would want to check out all the sporting stuff that I missed just to see how my teams did. And then from there, I think I, after being home for a bit and sort of... I'd write books. Sort of just re... I don't know. I uh, reintegrating into society. I think then I can maybe do some interviews and stuff like that. I don't think that'd be something I would want to jump at at first. I think I would have some serious, like, mental health issues concerning. Right. And you know what I bet would really happen? I bet I'd get back in and be like, everybody being around me is smothering. And then, like, the ironic thing is, I would want to be alone. I don't think I would want to be alone when I get back, but I do think there would be a big period of adjustment where it's like I can't be around too many people like going to of course it's different for you because you would have a kid that you'd be coming back to but not only that like I, I think I still think it would be different like I, I don't know that I could be like okay with the kid just like all, like crawling all over me or even my dogs being all over me you know you're so used to not I, I having it in contact you gone for longer enough time that your kid wouldn't be crawling they be talking. Well, they're like, th- if I'm gone for like three or four years, the kid's only four. Kids aren't like that, you know, two or three year olds. Ben, it's like two and, you know, he still runs around. Are there things you, uh, you'd pursue once you were rescued? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to, well, I guess I wouldn't have to find a job because I would think that that fame or whatever, I'd probably be able to live off of that. At least for a little, for like a year or two. I don't think you're going to make, like, millions of dollars unless someone makes make a movie. I think you make millions of dollars. Yeah, someone makes, definitely going to make a movie. If someone makes a movie, then yeah, but... They made a movie about that dude who cut his arm off because he went hiking in a canyon. Yeah, I know, I get it. What I'm saying is, outside of that, like, I and don't then think... Then you could do the talk circuit. Yeah, but you're not going to make, like, a, you, you might make 100000 if you're lucky. I think you would make more than 100000 I don't think so. I think you overestimate how much people get paid to and be And then people honest. want you to be on your on their big cameos and shit, you know... I don't know. I, I, I think there are... You like Sully, who crashed a plane in the in the river. You don't think he made bank off of that? Not really, no. He I made bank off of that. I would be surprised if he made more than $3 million. Dude, I bet he probably made $3 million off of the book alone. The book alone probably gave him a $3 million advance. People eat shit like that up. I don't know. If you can't get you'd 10 have to, million you'd off have to of get that, me some numbers off of that. If you can't get 10 million off of that, I don't know what's wrong with you. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to show me some numbers for me to believe that. Um, I will say this for me, I, things I would pursue are just the things I've always loved to do but never did. I try and learn a foreign language. I definitely would spend less time giving a fuck about material possessions, I think. And I would hope that I would be a less judgmental, less, wound up person that I would that I would fully understand what's important in life are there things that you'd avoid once you were rescued um no well I'd probably avoid whatever situation got me there in the first place unless it was airplanes unless like I crashed like the plane crashed or whatever which I think we said in the last episode so that is one thing I I think I would probably end up being a bit of a prepper I could see that I I don't think I would go in that direction, just because the, the whole thing I think about, like, doomsday prepping, like, that's fine and dandy for, like, situations like the coronavirus, but, like, that wouldn't help you in the event that you got deserted somewhere, you know, or if it shit jumps off when you're on vacation or you're traveling to visit family, like, doomsday prepping only works if, A, no one knows that you're a prepper, B, you're around your area when shit 
hits the fan. And I just don't think you can... I don't think you can predict that. Plus, again, the biggest thing, if people know who you are, they're going to come to your place when when shit hits the fan. You only got so many bullets. Um, I don't think that's something I would be concerned about. I don't think... Yeah. I mean, how many people are known that you're a prepper? Preppers don't tend to be quiet people. They're like sort of like what you call What, I'm just going to go on Twitter with bragging about all the shit I've got? That's what a lot of preppers do, right? Just because you don't do that doesn't mean that... that's something I would do, though. I think you talk to people about it. You talk about your passion. I don't think that's something you keep close to your Yeah, it your is. Best. I don't know. I guess we have different opinions of what you do. And that's fine. Also, you were right. Sully is only worth like two, three million dollars. Yeah. I didn't... I'm telling you, people don't But you know what? Again, that's different because he just crashed a plane into the water. I you think... You are overestimating I think, how much money there is out there for people with these stories. These things... These stories don't last around long. Like, you better get your fucking paycheck in that book or in that movie. Otherwise... Otherwise, you're just not going to really cash in. Uh, a few more questions and let's get into some rankings. Would you become a throw caution to the wind person or would you be super cautious? I would be very cautious. Like... You know how they say measure twice, cut once? I'd be like, measure four times, cut once. Hmm. I think I would be, not necessarily throw caution to the wind. I would just be a person who'd be like, you know what? I've almost already died before. I'm not going to fear life. You know what? I take that back. I think it would depend on what my island experience was. If I was fighting for my life the whole time, then yeah, that's how I would be. But... I don't know. Like, if I had a few scares, like, I could see myself being a throw caution to the wind. Like, I guess, because it's all about comparison, you know? So, I don't, I just don't know. Would you sue the company that got you there? Uh, depends on why, what happened. I'm suing the fuck out of them. If it's a plane crash, I don't care if yeah, it was. Yeah, but you don't know, like, the plane crash may not have been their fault. And you're going to get compensated either way. I'm suing them. They're gonna settle. That's fine. They're gonna settle for millions. Suing, suing their asses. All right. Well, I think that's about it. We did a good job of just really discussing about what it would be like to rescue and what we would do when we get back. Now, let's get into some rankings. Now, what are the top three types of crafts you would pick for your escape? Um, like I said, I guess I would probably try to make some sort of raft. But, like, one of those ones where it's, like, you know how they have, like, a, uh, it's, like, I don't know, like, four, five, some odd logs. I don't know how long. Depends on how, you know, yep. trial and error. But then it's, like, a raft that's, like, four or five, some odd long, right? But then they have, like, two poles that stretch out. And then there's like a anchor kind of thing. Hmm. It's like it's like imagine a square, right? And then at the edges of that square, there are two long oars that reach out. Oh, kind of like a, a B wing. Okay, I can sort of see that. And, and like then those two long pieces that reach out from the edge of the the main craft have a piece that goes that connects both of them is kind of like a uh I, I don't know what you want to call it but you know what it doesn't matter this is bad podcasting anyways but, uh so i would try to build something like that or i would build like a 
boat. Like, I think I will try to build something with a sail, too. Because, like, I don't want to build, like, a canoe. I want something that also gives me some sort of sh- uh, shelter from the elements, you know, if, if I can get that. And keeps me above the water, for the most part. Like, I, I wouldn't know how to build a regular boat, you know, like, a, you know, your typical triangular type thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to do that. And, I mean, trial and error can probably figure it out. I don't know. No, I couldn't. Because that's something... Cause, because what I have to put together, I don't... I don't, would have to be something simple. You know, that can be put together with vines and... I don't know if I could find some sort of... Yeah, the cordage you can find around or something. You, yeah. you know, like, I don't have carpeting scales, so I couldn't... That limits what you can build. I think, uh, when I think about the boats I would go with, uh, I'm thinking a hollow-out canoe, sort of similar to what the Polynesians did. Basically taking a tree and just cutting through the middle. I think that one I'll, will also take um, trial and error, just because you have to deal with buoyancy and you know, you don't necessarily have to be exact, but you you can't make one side too long and too heavy. So that's something you'd have to deal with. Um, a flat raft style with a sail, I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, my last resort would be like to make a, a basically make a giant surfboard. Oh yeah, uh-uh. that's a no go. I'm and not just doing that. Laying on top. The only problem with that is you can't carry anything if you do right. it that way. So. You are literally going out there to die if you do something like that. You're basically just making a canoe. I mean, if you make a boat, you're making a surfboard with sides. But, yeah, I would probably go with the canoe as my first one and the flat raft with the sail as my second one. You know, with the big-ass trunks on the bottom and the flat, almost like a plyboard style top. Put some sides, that way I don't roll off and none of my... It makes it harder for my goods to roll off in the middle of a storm. What are the five items you take with you on your rescue escape attempt? Water, some um, charred, uh, what's it called? Char cloth, or, you know, coals. Mm-hmm. Basically, make it easier to start a fire, hopefully. Knock on wood. Um, some sort of knife. Uh, what did I say? Water, char, knife, uh, food, of course. And then, I don't know. Um... I don't know what my fifth thing would be. Cordage? Yeah. So, I said water and water collection units. That's all one whole thing, you know, obviously. Food, obviously. I said a tarp-like device just to cover myself, keep me out of the sun during the day. Well, that would be part of my craft, so I want to count that. Um, Books would be another one I would take just of my entertainment things, give me something to do. Um, And fishing and fishing gear. That's important. Oh, yeah. You know, got to be able to pull out of the water. And if you had a net, that's even better. Um, you can basically troll and sort of catch, you know, the fish are underneath your boat. Um, what would be your top five concerns attempting your escape? Dehydration. Um, sun exposure. Sun exposure, right? Like heat, ex- uh, heat exhaustion. Uh, a storm. Yeah. And then, like being tossed in the ocean. Yeah, I said uh, getting out past the currents. I think that'd be a big thing. Oh, um, see, I wouldn't be concerned about that because, again, I've been practicing. Still. Water and starvation, those are both two big worries. Death, obviously, but really the weather... I, I don't think still... I would be worried about death. I think I'd be worried more about how I would die. 
Because, like, I think, again, one of, the reasons, one of the reasons I brought the knife is because if I came to it, I think I would just be like, okay, no, my God. God, open no up a vein way. here. No way. That would be... It takes I don't, a lot to self-harm yourself. Right, but the one way I would hate to go... Like, I would be okay with heat exhaustion just being there and just, you know, my heart gives out because of heat exhaustion. That's a, that's a way I have no problem going. I don't want to drown. And I don't want to get so damn thirsty I start drinking salt water. Well, that doesn't always happen to everyone who's who's lost out there. I think you're more likely to have a heat stroke, go to sleep, and and just that be it. Um, what are the three ways you most want to be rescued? I know we talked about what our dream ones are, but like, get real specific. Like, for instance, I'll give you my three. Number one, cruise ship. Number two, this one would be sick, helicopter. Someone's out doing their whatchamacallit, and all of a sudden, they're just, you're sitting there, you That'd be really cool. And number three, self-rescue. Like, it would be pretty sick. Yeah, self-rescue would be cool. Can you imagine rolling up on some resort in your boat with your long-ass hair that you haven't cut in forever? And people just be like, what the fuck? And you'd be like, that's right. I was out there. I've been in this boat for at least 30 nights that I counted. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-rescue would be number one. Number two, cruise ship. Number three, submarine. Well, submarine would be sick. I would love to, in the middle of the day or night or something, all of a sudden, this burbling water, and then this boat just pops up from underneath. Surfaces. Yeah. Right next to you. You'd be like, right. what the fuck? That would be so Hatch awesome. open up. Yeah. That would be pretty fucking crazy. It would be the worst thing. Self-rescue after two days, and you were, like, that close. Oh, that would be infuriating. <laughs> How long were you out there? Because then that's the story you don't want to tell. Right, like, I was out there for three years, not not knowing that it literally was a. I spent three months on a boat practicing. I, I literally could have just gone over the horizon, and right? Been saved, but I also would be pissed. But like, if I'm two days away, why don't you fuckers find me? Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there are a lot of emotions going on when that happens. Uh, what are the top five drinks you want upon rescue? Orange juice, root beer, and. All the frozen drinks that I can drink. That's, uh, one. Um, That's three. Give me two more. All f- frozen drinks are three, they, they four, and five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking pina colada. I'm definitely getting some pina colada. Um, I would go to Sonic and yep. get a Powerade cranberry slush. Gross. You gross. And then, like, I don't know. Milkshakes, mocha uh, shakes. Milkshake, yeah. Um, yeah, my, so mine, uh, an ice cold Coke in a bottle, uh, a Pacifico, specifically Pacifico with lime, that would be delicious, or a red stripe lime, that would be fantastic. Frozen Mai Tai, a smoothie that would, you know, like, sort of give you a little bit of energy, put a little something on your stomach, and I agree with the orange juice, man. Mm. I would want just, like, so many carafts of cold frozen orange juice, just keep them coming. Yeah. Put myself I in diabetic drunk- coma. A whole gallon of orange juice by myself, and had the worst stomach ache. Oh yeah, for the rest of the day, that's, I would do that again. That's what you get. I I once drank. I would do that again. I once chugged with a straw a gallon of, or not a gallon, a pitcher of, uh, sweet tea. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. Be like, yo, give me some Carolina sweet tea and just let me leave me alone. So leave me be some peach sweet tea if you can right. help it. And and if I was like, oh, I got on a ship or whatever, and they were, I was like, can I get a Coke? And they're like, all we have is Pepsi. Is that okay? I would be like, put me back on the island. 
<laughs> no, you won't. I'd be like, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Give me as much Mountain Dew as you have. I'm going to make myself sick. Uh, what are the top five meals you would want upon rescue? That's not where we went over this. Did we not? No, meals. Steak and potato. Um, I would want a pizza. I would probably want lasagna. That's a great one. I had pasta on my list, but I would probably, if I got specific, I would say lasagna. Tacos. Or shrimp scampi. Tacos or probably fajitas. Actually, probably fajitas or and or enchiladas. And then a fruit salad. Surprisingly. I would probably want watermelon. Well, I man can see that. I would want peaches and strawberries and pineapples, but... No, um, surprisingly, uh, fried chicken does not make my list, and that would, I would think would be one I would want. Fried chicken, side of mashed potatoes and gravy, some coleslaw, some warm biscuits. I can imagine that being great, but I don't think I would really want it. Uh, my number one, my breakfast, steak and eggs, a side of bacon, and a gigantic bowl of buttery grits. My number two meal would be barbecue ribs with any type of sautéed vegetables, you know, mm-hmm. like... Uh, kebab vegetables with uh, mushrooms and onions and peppers. Uh, my third meal, hibachi chicken, steak, and shrimp with spring rolls. Just like an endless amount of spring rolls and pot stickers. Uh, Mexican fiesta, definitely tacos with a side of enchilada and a bunch of Mexican rice. Uh, and I had, like I said, I had pasta. I could see myself going shrimp scampi style or I could also see myself going lasagna. Probably lasagna because I think lasagna would just be like one of the best meals to have after being stuck on an island. What are... Give me three snacks that you would want to have after Pond Rescue. Snacks or sides. Like, like I could see myself... Tater tots, ice cream, and watermelon. I think I would go with empanadas, sushi, and canned fruit. Like... I would want to have, I like... I die for some mandarin oranges. Right? Mandarin oranges, canned peaches, man. Uh, even pears would be fine. Like, mm-hmm. I would just... Give me that fruit cocktails in the cup, like 30 of them. You know what? I don't like fruit cocktail from a can. I can't eat it. I don't know what it is. I don't mind it really from any... Like, light syrup, heavy syrup, no syrup. It's just something about it I just cannot do. Mm, I love it. I don't know what it is. I love it. You've reached land. Who are the first three people you contact? Uh, you, of course. I assume I have a significant other, maybe. And then I'm going to uh, finally return that, deliver that package to that person. Because <laughs> that's what's been keeping me alive. Especially since I lost Adidas in a storm. Adidas? Adidas. That's, you're so dumb. <laughs> Adidas kept me sane. Adidas kept me sane. I don't know why he left in the middle of the storm. Why? <laughs> um, I would contact my wife. I would contact you next, and then probably my southern crew to be like, "Yo, man, I'm coming down. We're gonna throw a party. I'm gonna have three beers and pass out." Actually, you know who else I would contact? <laughs> I'd be like Brent and Andy and Rob. Be like, "You guys still doing Vintage? I mean, a cinema chat?" Because <laughs> I got a story for you. You've been home for a month. What are the five activities you've indulged in the most? I'm getting caught up on on podcasts. Interesting. Um, yeah, like there's some podcasts I would go back and listen, especially if they're still around. I'd probably just be trolling like my Facebook page, which you know they when you declare someone dead or something, they make a memorial or something. So like I'd just be 
figuring out what happened there and then getting caught up on world events, I guess. Well, you know what? I take that back. I think when I got back, I wouldn't care about politics or any of that shit. I would just be like, eh, the world kept on going, so maybe this shit ain't important. I think the things, uh, the areas I would most likely indulge in, uh, number one, sleeping comfortably. Like, I would be all about beds and pillows and shit, and I would take so many naps just to feel comfortable to wake up and not be achy. I'd be catching up on movies I missed. Yeah. Driving. I would drive so much. I drive all over the fucking place. And if I was stuck on a desert island where it's hot all the time, I'd be like trying to get into cold weather. Just See, to... that's the thing. I wouldn't go anywhere. I think I would be a homebody for a long time. See, I don't think I would want to be stuck in the same place. I've already been stuck in the same place. I was stuck in the same place for three years, five years. The last thing I want to do is see the same things again. Because what's the difference if your house becomes your desert island? The only difference is you're locking yourself there. Like I, I would, think I would get, become a bit of agoraphobic. You gonna explain it? You just gonna because like the world fucked me over. <laughs> I don't want to be out in there. I like I can control my environment here at home, and I think that's why I, yeah, I think that's probably what would happen. See me, I would be the opposite. I'd be like, I dreamt of going to. Because you would that, have to deal with some PTSD. Well, of course you would, but like I think I would deal with it better by being around people and being out in public, or even out just not in public, just out in the world. Like I, th- I would think about all the art museums I never went to, but all like, the food I wanted. Like I, it's irrational, and that's what you know it is. But like I would, there's a part of me that would be really angry that the world kept moving on. That I was stuck in this hell and the world just kept going on. Like, there's part of me that'd be very angry with that. I don't think I would be angry about that because that's people's reality every day. Like, people who are... Yeah, but I mean, it's one thing to... to... Yeah, but like I said, that's me. Stop arguing and everything. I'm not even arguing. You are. Anyway, but like, that's how I think how I would feel. Like, I'd be... There'd be part of me that'd be pissed. And then, like, I I bet there's part that you'd be maybe angry at... It's, again, irrational, but angry that the people that you love and everything didn't do more, even though there wasn't anything for them to do. I just feel like an intelligent person who's been introspective wouldn't necessarily have those feelings of anger. I feel like that's... So if you do, then you're not intelligent? I'm not saying you're intelligent. I think if you if you're intelligent, you've thought of these things before. Therefore, you're less likely to act irrationally. Okay. Like I I I don't think you're giving yourself the credit for. You're a very logical person. Yes, but the point is that you've been out there by yourself, and now you're trying to reintegrate into society. You're gonna have a lot of shit that you're gonna have to deal with. People who go off the war have to come back and reintegrate into society they're not the same yeah I get it but that those are two very different things I don't think they're different all, at, at all because you're out there by yourself with this own experience that you don't have you anybody to, to share it with right you don't have you don't go to war by yourself but when you come home you can feel by yourself that's what a lot of soldiers say like they feel alone because they come back and they don't know how to relate to these people who've lived 
haven't lived the kind of life that they have but then those people you know want to talk about it and all that shit and like they don't know how to if you don't know how to deal with it then how can others help you deal with it and like you there's a lot of time that you would have to have to reintegrate into society and I do not know that it would all be done well because you have a lot of shit coming at you you know um you have your loved ones and all that and then you have to try to live your life again but then it's like it's at times doesn't feel like it's your life you know like they want they, they try to react they interact with you as you were not necessarily as you are and it's just how you deal with that like I internalize a lot of my emotions and shit and like oh, that's so yeah so like it would be I know it would be very frustrating that's why I said I would probably spend a lot of time just locked up in my own place where I can control the environment that I'm in because I I can imagine having a freaking panic attack because somebody ran a light and I had to slam on my brakes I mean I guess they eat their own I get where you're coming from with the post-traumatic stress and all that other jazz. That definitely makes sense, but I don't know. The other things I would do, uh, music, concerts, for sure, listening and catching up to all the artists that I miss. And last but not least, I think talking with people. Just talking with my friends to see the things I miss, the things I should look forward, and hearing voices again would be, I think, the most relaxing, cathartic part of of getting back. What are some of the things that you would no longer care about? Top five things that you just like. I don't give a fuck about this thing. Uh, I don't care. I wouldn't care about politics. There's a chance I wouldn't care about traveling anymore. Um, what else wouldn't I care about? Um, I don't know. Like that's. I guess I wouldn't know until I was in it. I'll, um, I'll say some of mine. I um, like new things would probably new experiences. I think would probably be overrated coming from something like that. That's interesting. See, I. You and I are like the opposite sides of the uh, of of a coin. Like for me, I think I would treasure. I think I would treasure each day, having been in this place where it's like I just want to survive a day. So I think like new ice cream flavors, going to visit new cities. I think all those things would mean more to me after the island than it did before the island, because I just knew I was going to travel. I just knew I was going to go to my brewery or you know I'm just gonna see my friends uh I think I would relish those things uh but again some of the things that uh, I would no longer care about I agree with you politics probably not gonna care that much about money I think that would be a stress that I no longer cared about I would hope that my especially if I self-rescue that fear would be something like you know the fear of the small things fear of failure fear of uh, small insecurities I would hope that those would be um, no longer a big issue. Uh, I think I would still watch sports, but I would not be as invested in it emotionally. And last but not least, I probably wouldn't give that much. I wouldn't care that much about being dirty. You know, after having been the dirtiest ever. I think the opposite. I think I would want to be clean all the time. Mm. See, because I would always look at it and be like, if I got a stain on me, I'd just be like, this is nothing. I once went four days without being able to clean myself off because there was no rain or even longer Uh. I think that everything would be relative in the sense that the worst day back in America back in civilization would never compare to the worst day 
alone, deserted on an island. With the exception of, like, having something sh- super shitty happen to you, like, you know, you're in one of the buildings when 9-11 happens, or... Cop pulls you over. Exactly. Like, outside of the worst, worst case scenarios, nothing from America can really bother you the way... That time you got stung by a scorpion and thought you were going to have to cut your fucking foot off. Mm. Yeah. Last ranking question. What are the three things uh, you would miss from being on the island? Honestly, I guess I uh, the lack of social pressures, you know, because you're there, you get to do whatever you want to do. Granted, there are things you have to do every day, but maybe that routine, you can find some solace in that. That actually was my number one as well. Uh, being isolated from social problems. No one's going to call you a racial slur. No right. one's going to care about your economic level, your education background. Humans suck. Your height. Have to weight. start dealing with humans again. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people, you would become, I don't know, I don't know that I'd be angry, but I think that would be the thing that would distance me from people. And then someone's just like, oh, look at that girl. She's ugly because she's big. And me being like, man, that's like the beyond the shallowest thing. Yeah. And I once didn't have to deal with that shit. Um, what are two other things? Um, I guess... Well, I already said isolation, huh? Well, I said routine. And I'll say, also, just being... Because I'm sure that there are some, like, amazing things about being on an island by yourself, but I just... You wouldn't know until you're in it. Like, I can't really think. Uh, like, I bet there are some amazing things that are unique to only your island, like sunsets or different, you know, the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, that you'll never be able to experience because you left. The migration of, of the land grab. Right. And you're like, man, I, I knew that twice a year I'd eat well. Yeah. For those Exactly. Weeks. You know, um, fauna and flora that you'll just never be able to see again. And then. Even, you know what, the peace and satisfaction that comes from your own survival, you know, because in society now, you have to have a job and you do all that stuff, and yeah, you're surviving, you're living, but, like, I go to a grocery store when I need food, um, and yeah, there's satisfaction in cooking food, but when you have to do it from soup to nuts, that's a different kind of satisfaction. You know, when you have to hunt whatever you're going to eat, you have to prepare it, you know, and then deal with, you know, the remains, and then you have to make your own clothes or something, make your own shelter. That's a satisfaction that you don't want, (laughs) but if you had it, I bet you would miss it. Yeah, I bet it's fulfilling. Um, I'll say my other three, uh, I'm with you, uh, no job or need for money, like removing that pressure from you. Um, getting out of that capitalist buy something, buy something, buy something, consume, consume, consume. Uh, and another one I think I would miss, the lack of light pollution. Like, you know, you yeah. would just be really, and not just, I mean, that's that sort of all goes into the bigger picture of being in touch with nature. Like, because you would have to be aware of your role in nature and nature's role in your life. You can't just fuck around in a tree get bitten by a spider or have a snake bite you and that's the end of your life so you have to find your place in nature and that I think would allow you to have a better appreciation of nature and that leads all back to the lack of light pollution and SARS yeah alright well I think this has been good it's uh, time to get into our closing question 
finally home. You know, what are the ten big things you're going to do in your first year back? I'm going to see Avengers versus the Justice League. Boom. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm probably going to do some sort of circuit. Here are my interviews and all that shit. Then I'm probably going to end up buying a cabin somewhere where I can just be by myself because I have a feeling I would want to isolate myself. But it'd be something that I could go What else? Probably, you know, check out a lot of movies. Because I love movies. So I'd go back to that. Um, hang out with friends for a bit. I don't know, just the normal things you do to, to get back into society. Well, I'll give you mine. I would... You know what I really look forward to? Interrupting me? I know. But Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh, just like... Yeah. So I love Christmas, and to, to be able to celebrate that. You know what? I bet I would be more religious when I get back. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I'm not... It would, would really be crazy to see how religion changed. How your, your view of religion, higher powers and stuff might change after an experience like that. Yeah. Now... Uh, to go through my list uh, concert a month a 12 a year I would want to get back into live music I know that would be one of the things I miss the most visiting friends I try and see as many friends as possible assuming that I made a little money off my interviews that I could take a lot of time off so much sex like we just so much sex um, I would finish uh, video games that I had started but never finished uh, and I'd watch a bunch of movies I had never seen I would do a food bucket list where I just travel around getting the best foods in their places. I record some of my favorite Food Network TV and travel shows, and I would go to those places. That would be a big thing in my first year back. Um, photography, seeing unique things, taking pictures of them, and revisiting them in my mind. Um, podcasting, my experience of being deserted, uh, and also just getting back in podcasts in general to. Um, hear some of the voices I missed. Catch up on television shows, ones I hadn't watched, ones I always meant to watch. Uh, and last but not least, I think I would do something that I've always wanted to do, do but never have, like learn a foreign language or learn to play the guitar. I would start mastering my passions and I would start getting back into old ones. Um, whether that be taking skateboarding lessons, surfing again, anything cool like that. I think I would just want to not waste my life. Because I can't imagine going back to a 9-to-5 life ever again after being deserted and all that stuff. Like, to put yourself back in that cage. So I would have to find a way to figure out how to not do that. And that would be my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think this has been... <coughs> A good discussion. Uh, we got deserted, we got entertained, and now we're rescued and we're home. Reg, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, at Hedonis on all the socials. How you spell that? H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. And you can find me, TempiWMF, that's T-M-P-I-W-M-F. And you can also find me at, at, um, at Getting Rank, which is uh, getting at Getting Ranked PC. We hope you've enjoyed this little uh, season on Deserted Islands. And remember, whether you're first or whether you're last, at least you're on the list. You've been listening to Getting Ranked, a Brother to Brother podcast production. I am your host, Tempe WMF, or at least I was, as this is the end of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Tempe WMF, that's T-E-M-P-I-W-M-F, and on Instagram at the same. 
Check out the podcast Twitter page at Getting Ranked PC. And check out my other show, Brother to Brother. Also, a shout out to Ruje, who produced the beat for the opening theme, which you're listening to now. And a big thanks to Bucho, aka at Aubrey underscore T22, who spit hot fire on that intro. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review. And until next time, remember, you may not be first, but at least you're on the list.